Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2020. So May 5th, 2020, I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, and this is part 15 of the overall series. I'm calling this message, Trust the Process. As a born-again believer, you have to trust the process, and I'm going to deal with that today. I like to teach by both precept and example, so we're going to look at the life of Joseph as an example, and I'm even going to slide in a personal testimony, so trust the process. I know that many of you, when I said trust the process, you're thinking about the Philadelphia 76ers and, and how they've been using trust the process for years. Listen, I, I'm a Knicks fan, so I, I'm not talking about the Sixers at all, So, but let me get back to the word. So Trust the process. James 1, 2 through 4 from the Passion Bible says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, watch this, it stirs up the power within you to endure all things. When your faith is tested, especially right now in this season of COVID-19, it stirs up the power within you to endure all things. The grace of God is on you to endure all things. And then as your patient endurance grows, stronger, it will release perfection into every aspect of your being until there is nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in your life. You will be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Why? Because you developed patient endurance and you added patience to your faith. In Galatians 6 and 9, the Bible says, let us not become weary or grow weary in doing what is right, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so if there is a time where your harvest, your breakthrough is due, right? There's a time on the calendar, God's calendar, where it's coming due. And God is saying, come on, son, come on, daughter, do not give up before your harvest comes due. So what does this mean to you today? I have a lot to share uh, on today and over the next few days. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be teaching about the different phases of, of Joseph's life. There's like this paternal phase and a pit phase and a Potiphar phase and a prison phase and a, a palace phase or prime minister phase. And so I'm going to teach on these phases and how it's important to us and, and what it means to really live by faith and patience, right? And so for today, I'm, I'm only going to get through the paternal phase. I'm not even going to get to number two, but let me just introduce you to this. All right, you got it? What does this mean to you today? I have two things to share with you on this morning, just two. Uh, so let me get into these two things. So the first thing is, before we get into the phases, look at me. I don't know if you know this, but you must be processed for your purpose. I'm talking about trusting the process. You got to understand that there is a processing that goes with your divine purpose. We are all called to do different things in life, right? My calling is not your calling. Your calling is not my calling. That's why I don't have to, I don't, I, I should not be jealous of anybody because the giftings and the callings of God are, are different. And so I should be able to celebrate the diversity of giftings and callings without jealousy. I don't have your calling. You don't have mine. We all are called to do different things. So when God reveals our purpose to us, and when I say reveal, I literally mean reveal. Like it's like, it's, a, it's like he peels back the curtain so we can see it. When he reveals something to us about our purpose, about our future, we oftentimes get excited and understandably so, right? Because we want to know. Everybody wants to know why they're on this planet. Everybody wants to know why they're born, right? But the challenge is that when God reveals to us our purpose <laughs> and we get excited, he reveals to us our purpose without revealing to us the processing. 
that must be required in order for us to, to receive the promise. So the promise is there. Boom. God shows us the promise. We get excited. We high five our neighbor. We write it down. We get, ex I mean, like, my God, like we get up the next morning and we're on fire, but, but God didn't show us the processing that's also associated with that promise. There's a processing associated with that purpose. And God doesn't show us the processing because if God revealed to us everything that we have to go through in order to become the men and the women that God has called us to be, the truth is that a lot of us would run the other way. Be like, heck no, I'm not going through that. But no, God doesn't show us the processing. He shows you the promise. God doesn't show us the processing. He shows us the purpose. And then we get excited about the purpose. And then along the way, we just wind up being processed. So Joseph received a dream from God when he was just a teenager. He was 17 years old. He got a dream from God and he believed the dream. But he had no earthly idea what he was going to have to go through in order to see that dream come to pass. Listen, there's a space between the promise and the performance. And we oftentimes have no idea everything that we have to endure in that space. And so God did not reveal to Joseph everything that he was going to have to endure. He gave him a dream when he was 17. The dream was not going to come to pass for over 20 years. And God did not show him everything he was going to have to endure in those 20 years. Listen, in the, in that, in the space between the promise and the performance, there is processing required. And I'm going to be honest with you, there is pain associated with the processing. And so we want the promise, but you have to endure. This is why you have faith and patience. You must endure the processing and also the pain associated with the processing. In order for you to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be, you must patiently endure everything that is on the path to your purpose. Now, your purpose is not my purpose. My purpose is not your purpose, but we all have pain uh, uh, and obstacles on the path to our purpose, and we must all be willing to endure it. This is why you can't just have faith. You have faith. You need faith and patience in order to become the man or woman that God has called you to be. Now, faith alone is not going to get you there, especially if you, you're called to do something great. <laughs> Let me say this about that. The greater the assignment. Now, if you're called to do something great, raise your hand. Now, I can't see you, but okay, you raise your hand. All right. You say, yeah, yeah, I'm called to do something great. Now, if you're called to do something great, let me help you out. I know you're not going to like what I'm about to say. The greater the assignment, the greater the attack, and the longer the processing. Let me say that again. The greater the assignment, the greater the attack, and the longer the processing. I know we don't like to acknowledge this, but this is this is real life. This is part of the package deal. So as I close out this first point, I'm going to illustrate it with a personal testimony. I'll share a personal testimony around this. So back in the year 2000, so we're in 2020 today. Back in the year 2000, uh, I was a young preacher. I was stationed in, in uh, Colleen, Texas. And um, I had been preaching for a few years. I had already been get given the opportunity to lead a congregation. I had served as a pastor already. I was excited. I knew that I had called, I'd been called to, to preach and to pastor for the rest of my life. And so, so I'm excited about it. I'm a young man. That was 20 years ago now. I'm a young man. And uh, I'm in church one morning. I used to go, me and a couple of uh, other guys would go to the church an hour early to pray. And this particular day, 
um, this particular Sunday, I was there by myself. So I was in the sanctuary by myself one hour before the service. Nobody else was there. It was just me and God in the sanctuary, and I was praying. Actually, there was a little sanctuary, the old sanctuary, you know, off from the, the main sanctuary. So I'm in the old sanctuary. This is at Marlboro Heights Missionary Baptist Church in Colleen, Texas. And so I'm there, and um, and I'm praying in the old sanctuary. So I'm there in the old sanctuary, and I'm praying, and it's just me and God. And uh, I, while I'm there with God, right, and I'm I'm just going to be transparent. So I'm I'm having this conversation with God, and I'm a little bit upset that I'm at this point in my life, like I wasn't getting more opportunities to preach. And also, um, I just felt like you know, just because when you're young, you know, you lack humility. I was like, Lord, I was just talking to God, like being transparent. I was like, come on, God. Like, I know I'm better than some of these other guys, right? I mean, I like, you know, from, <laughs> from a preaching perspective, right? And so, so I was so humble, man. But anyway, I'm telling this to God, right? So anyway, I'm sharing some of these things with God. And, 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 and basically, I'm saying, like, God, can you speed up the process? Like, you know, come on, what's taking so long? Bottom line. And that was 20 years ago. So God, what he did for me, and, and this is something I'll never forget, uh, because I, you know, this is something that has impacted me for 20 years now. So he had a conversation with me and the Lord, the Holy Spirit took me, um, reminded me of, of Moses and his calling. So Moses, when he was born, he was born destined for greatness. And, and because he had a great assignment, there was a great attack. So he was born with a death sentence looming over his head. Pharaoh had a death sentence over Moses, right? And because of that, his mother had to hide him. So, and, and the Lord is telling me the story and I'm like, what does this have to do with me? He's like, just listen. I'm like, all right, cool. So he's telling me the story. And he's like, now picture Moses's mother. I picture Moses's mother. It's like, okay, what was she doing? She was hiding him. All right. So what else was she doing? I was like, I don't know. And the Holy Spirit was like, she was feeding him. I was like, all right, cool. So she was hiding him and she was feeding him. So what was happening to the boy? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he was like, he was growing. I was like, all right, I got it. So she was hiding him and she was feeding him and he was growing. You got it? Yes. She was hiding him. She was feeding him and he was growing. You got it? Yes. She was hiding three times. The Lord said she was hiding him. She was feeding him. And he was growing. You got it? Yes. And then it was like, turn here. So I opened up my Bible. I turned and I'm reading. And the Bible says when he could no longer be hid, she released him into the water. Right? So there came a time where he grew so much that he could no longer be hid. So I saw that and I was like, okay. What does that have to do with me? And the Lord said, I'm hiding you and I'm feeding you and you're growing. And son, there's going to come a day when you can no longer be hid. And on that day, I'm going to release you. Now, that was 20 years ago and that day hasn't come yet. Now, you can say, well, hold on, Rick. You've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I've done a lot of stuff. God has called me. I got it. I understand. I appreciate my assignment. I walk in my purpose every day. Uh, uh, you know, we have a global ministry. We international. God has called me to preach. Uh, we minister to people all over the world. I got it. Today's word has grown. This is a blessing. All of those things are good. But what God has called me to do in many ways hasn't even started yet. Like, I mean, like God has shown me a lot of stuff about my future that hasn't even started yet. And so I know that I haven't, I haven't been released yet. So when I'm talking about faith and patience, I'm not talking about something I read. I, I'm not 
telling you something I read in a book. I'm saying, this is how I live. This is my life. This is personal to me. This is for real. This is, I've been waiting on some stuff for many years and, and I'm waiting and I know that, oh my God, some of these things to where like, you know, it's painful sometimes just to be transparent. There's things that like, I'm going to share with you about Joseph. There were moments in Joseph's life where I could see that, where he really got his hopes up and then it didn't happen. And then he cried, I mean, like cried, it's crushing when you think that finally it's going to happen and it doesn't happen. So you need faith and patience in order to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. You need faith and patience in order to endure because this thing is a marathon, it's not a sprint. So I'm going to share a little bit more about this as we go, right? But I told you I had two things for you this morning. Let me get to the second thing so I can close. The second thing is the paternal phase. So this is the first phase of Joseph's life. Let me explain the paternal phase real quick. I'll give you some nuggets and we'll close this thing out. So Joseph's father, Jacob, Jacob fell in love with this woman named Rachel. He loved her so much that he was willing to work for her for seven years. And so he worked for her for, for seven years. He worked for Rachel's father. His name was Laban. And then on his honeymoon night, he's like, yeah, finally, the woman that I love. On his honeymoon night, Laban tricked him and switched out Rachel with Leah, Rachel's sister. And they was like, what? And so he wound up sleeping with the wrong sister. He was like, no, 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 that's not what I wanted. So he's like, well, if you want her, now you got to work seven more years. So he had to work seven more years for the woman that he loved, Rachel. So now he has both sisters. So Leah, the one that he didn't want to marry, she gave birth to Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. But Rachel, the woman that he loved, she was still barren. So Rachel came and said, okay, Jacob, hold on. Sleep with my servant, Bilhah. And Bilhah gave birth to Dan and Naphtali. But Rachel was still barren. So then Leah came and said, okay, well, I can play that game too. I want you to sleep with my servant, Zilpah. And Zilpah gave birth to Gad and Asher. But Rachel was still barren. Rachel is the one that he loves, right? And so afterward, Leah came back and the Bible says that Leah got fertile again. And so she gave birth to Issachar and Zebulun and Dinah. But Rachel was still barren. Then the Bible says in Genesis 30, verses 22 to 24, the Bible says, finally, after all of this time, after Jacob had 10 sons, the Bible says, God remembered Rachel. I can't tell you how much that ministers to me. God remembered Rachel. Faith and patience is what I'm teaching on. God remembered Rachel and listened to her and opened up her womb. And she conceived and she bore her son, a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph. And then in that moment, while the favor, I'm talking about call on favor while the favor is falling. In that moment of favor, she said, the Lord shall add to me another son. She decreed it. She declared it. And she had another boy and his name was Benjamin. So this has nothing to do with this, this series, but I'm going to just slide this in for free. When the favor of God is flowing, open up your mouth and call on favor while the favor is falling and open up your mouth and decree and declare some things. She opened up her mouth in the season of favor. And she said, God would not just give me this boy, but God feel the presence. I feel the Holy Ghost. She said, God will give me another son. And, she, and God get, God honored her declaration of faith in the, in the moment of favor. When the favor of God is flowing, open up your mouth and decree some things in this season. My God, 
Uh, anyway, so let me get back to Joseph. I felt that. So then Joseph, you can see why Jacob loved this boy. This boy was the firstborn of the woman that he really loved. He was the 11th boy born, but he was the first one born from the woman that he loved. He loved him above his brothers. This was a dysfunctional family. He loved him above his brothers. He gave him a coat of many colors and Joseph flaunted the favor. Joseph flaunted the coat in front of his brothers. Let me show a, a few quick uh, nuggets. I'm going to share a few quick nuggets with you as I close. He, let me slide these things in. He, here's one. People will despise you because of the favor that is on your life. The, the good news is that they're their poison cannot stop your purpose. But listen, you got to be sober about the fact that people will despise the favor of God that's on your life. Because listen, they are working hard to receive something, to earn something that is freely given to you. And they're not going to like that. Not everyone who is with you is for you. You got to understand that, listen, that there are going to be people who will turn on you. Joseph's brothers turned on him. This is something that you must learn as you develop and mature in life. People will get frustrated with the favor of God on your life. But you have to learn how to walk in favor. You don't flaunt favor. You got to remain humble. You accept favor. You thank God for favor, but you don't flaunt it. Because if you flaunt the favor, it's going to build up resentment in other people. Instead of people wanting to, to know your God, they will be bitter at you and your God. So you got to learn to walk in humility, to embrace the grace, to handle the favor, and then the last thing I'll say is this paternal phase, you see how he was favored at home? I'll pick it up from here tomorrow. The reason why he had to leave his home is because greatness is never developed in comfort. I'll say this as I close. Greatness is never developed in comfort. Right now, you might be uncomfortable. Right now, you don't like the season that you're in, but you're being processed and you got to trust the process. Greatness is never developed in, in, in a, an area of comfort. Because if you're too comfortable, you're never going to grow. And so, so appreciate the, the, the times in your life where God pushes you out of your comfort zone. What is he doing? He's trying to process you for your purpose. Trust the process. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for revealing my divine purpose to me. <laughs> it's so big that I understand that I must be processed for it. I must endure the pain associated with my processing in order to become the man I am born to be. And I declare that I will. I live by faith and I develop patience. With faith and patience at work in my life, I shall receive everything you have promised and I will experience your best before I die. I will never stop. I will never give up because I know that I'm being processed for greatness and I trust the process. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. And, and put in your email address there and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I want you to head into this day trusting the process, knowing that you are being processed for greatness, knowing that you may have to endure some painful situations, but the pain is part of the process. Embrace it. Take pleasure in the pain 
because you know you are actually being developed into the man, the woman that God has called you to be. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments. I, I like to read all the comments. If this series is a blessing to you, leave me some comments on YouTube or on Facebook Live. And then also, please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.